One, two, three. Dad without a dad production. Hey everybody, and welcome to Dad Without a Dad. That is Dad Without a Dad, the podcast. My name is Jose, Jose de la Roca, and today is going to be a very interesting and nice podcast. Not because Andy is not here again, but because I have one of the one of my dearest friends, and I actually wanted to talk about music, and I couldn't think of anybody better than to talk music and parenting that my friend Marcela Lueva <laughs> knows, because not only she uh, is in the music industry, kind of, right? And then, uh, but I was thinking how uh, you, Marcy, you are the perfect example that I was thinking of because you were raised by immigrant parents. So you have that background music, you know, background of, you know, immig- immigrant parents that they listen to Spanish music, but you also mm-hmm. have all these different kinds of, of music genres that you listen to and now you're a parent so i want to see how that is transitioning to i guess the third generation because uh last week it was the the 20th anniversary of uh the first cd that i bought here which is daft punk uh discovery and i wanted to talk about music but andy couldn't uh he's going through a couple things and he couldn't talk about music and then i started thinking i should you know have somebody that it's all about music and i couldn't think of anybody <laughs> better than marcela luevanos which is a good friend of mine we've been good friends for a long long time i mean it's been long a long time. time and since now we had grown a little bit in our listeners uh and if they were not able to listen to when you were here that was mm-hmm. it last year can you tell people all was, the great yeah. wonderful things that marcela luevanos is oh my god so you want me to present myself okay <laughs> First of all, I'm not a music genius. I love music. So I like to believe that I I do like all sorts of genres. Um, but I'm a Spanish radio broadcaster. I've been in the radio industry for 24 years. Isn't that insane? 24 years. <gasps> oh, my goodness. So um, going into radio wasn't what I first initially thought I wanted. I wanted to be a news broadcaster. I knew I wanted to do it in Spanish. So being born in the United States to immigrant parents, of course, my first language was, as I always thought, Spanish um, and English at the same time. But when I wanted to go into the Spanish-speaking world of media, they said that I had an accent and I had to take care of that. And not an accent in speaking English, an accent when I spoke Spanish. So you could you could totally tell that I was like a bocha. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? Like, I speak perfect Spanish, but not according to their standards. So I had to go to a trade school and, you know, a little radio broadcasting school to perfect my Spanish. And that's when the love of radio started. So um, yeah, that just branched off into what I've been doing these past 24 years. And of course, with technology, everything, everything has changed with social media, with the way we listen to music, with the way we uh, download, purchase music etc i mean it's just freaking crazy now <laughs> i know i mean can you imagine we'll be here talking to different i mean you can i always joke around that you live in mexico because you live so far away but your husband just told me that i'm crazy that i'm closer to you guys now that i moved to Claremont than than anything but you're in your house i'm in my house 
our kids are like in their own you know bedrooms mm -hmm. or trying to i was telling you how i was like my son dropped you know soap everywhere and now he's just grounded in his room which is funny and then but yeah like it's incredible to think uh, like for example 20 years ago i was barely fresh out of the boat because i'm an immigrant too and i remember being in high school and then i remember listening to daft punk and this electro music that i didn't know what it was i was like what is this and i had to research them and i think i had some money saved up and i went to a cd store music store bought my cd and then started listening on my cd player that i bought um <laughs> uh, and then you know i wanted to now that i'm a dad it's just incredible to see how my son listens to music how he gets new songs because back in the days it was all about radio right so for example you're in the radio business and you uh -huh. went into the radio business but you know how did you like first of all like now that we're talking about parenting and music and everything can you like tell me how you kind of incorporated what your parents uh gave you musically and how your taste came up too because you're one of those that kind of listens mm -hmm. to everything you know yeah which is why it's it's so funny when people are like what well i guess now not as much because now we're older but when i was younger people always thought that i had a strange like in music because i not only grew up to listening to rancheras because of my dad and las hilguerias and carlos y jose those who speak spanish would understand um you know my dad wasn't such a huge fan of vicente contrary to the to the belief but he did listen to like a lot of the hardcore rancheras and old ballads um growing up so i got a taste of all that music but then again i also got a taste in of like the Bee Gees, of uh the beatles um Oh my God, Dolly Parton. <laughs> I mean, Neil Diamond is, was huge in my household. I mean, it was just crazy, like just the broad spectrum of music that my parents would listen to at home. And it was a little bit of both. But I think because my parents also grew up in the 70s when it was cool to listen to all this music, even if you didn't understand the words to it, you know? So, um, you know, when we would... In the early 80s, I remember, um, you know, Saturday mornings cleaning the house to Funky Town. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, and to me, that was so normal. You know what I mean? So I grew up listening to a lot of this music. So I think that's what made me, I guess, have kind of this old soul. And um, I just loved ballads. So growing up, I always listened to Coast. If you're familiar with the L.A. area, like Coast 103 was huge back in the 80s when it came to this type of music. Um, and then going into, let's see, my teens, I started listening to more Spanish music because of Ana Gabriel, who's also one of our you know, Mexican music icons. Um, and that led me into another world of more kind of like adult contemporary Spanish music and getting to know that world. So once I started liking something, I mean, I dug deep. Like I didn't just listen to what was on the radio. I started researching. So like, for example, Jose Jose, he's, you know, another icon in our music. Um, he's had hits since the early 70s. And I didn't start listening to him till I was what, like maybe in the 90s, like early 90s. 89 or something. I mean, I was in like 
a teen. But it's like, why is a teenager listening to Jose Jose? <laughs> it's like such depressing music. Like, I didn't even know like half of the stuff that he was singing about or even experienced it. But I just I just loved everything about it. So, yeah, that's where it all comes from. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, I um, when I, I grew up in Guatemala and this is uh, Central America and we are uh We're not, you know, like uh, regional Mexican uh, music is kind of different from like Central America and Latin America. Yeah. Like uh, we listen to a lot of uh, 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 merengue and salsa. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this happened to you, but I remember my mom having one dumb cassette with the same 10 songs and she will play them every <laughs> Saturday and Sunday. And she will play in this big, big boom box that we used to have. If you guys don't know uh -huh. what a boombox is, go search it. Um, she will put the cassette and she will play the same 10 salsa merengue songs over and over. But the interesting thing is that I grew up hating those songs. Like, hating them. Like, I couldn't listen to Juan Gabriel. I mean, uh, uh, Juan Luis Guerra. I couldn't listen to Oro Solido. Wow. And then, uh, but then I come to the United States and whenever we'll go to parties. Hey, that's this, the first thing on the list. This thing, <laughs> this thing came out of me like hey i like this song now and for some reason and now i love all the songs right did you ever experience mm -hmm. something where like you kind of hate it but it kind of got into you and then later on you're like wow i can't you know believe i'm actually listening to this that my dad used to listen 25 times and oh, now yeah. i like it yeah definitely like as a teenager when my dad would drop me off to school <laughs> typical mexican dad would like be <laughs> With the volume full blast playing Carlos y José, Las Hilguerías. And I'd be like, Dad, this is so embarrassing. Like, put it down. And he wouldn't. And it was just horrible. And, you know, years later, here I am working in a regional Mexican station. And I had a specialty show, an hour <laughs> of music, just with that type of, like, <laughs> hits. You know, the gold hits. And it was just crazy. But, yeah, definitely, I've, I've gone through that. Um, Los Yoniks. I remember oh, being, yes. like, I don't know, seven, eight years old, and I hated some of the music. And, you know, now it just now they're just classics. Yeah. And I love it. <laughs> so, Marcia and I met uh, at a regional Mexican station, and we were part of a big show and everything. And I still remember how, thanks to you, and by the way, I always say thank you, uh, you show me how to like regional Mexican music. You actually introduced me because I remember working at the station and coming from a, a you know, Guatemalan background. You would listen mm -hmm. to regional Mexican. You don't like it, right? I will bring my CDs. But that and... was before because now it's huge. Regional Mexican is huge in Central America. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Well, yes. yeah, there you go. That's how old we are. <laughs> But back in the days. Or, yeah. uh, and then I used to bring my CDs and I was fresh out of college where I was listening to Daft Punk. And then, you know, I started hanging out with you and you started showing me how, you know, some musics are different, how you dance to them, how you party with them. And I just I think want... it was mostly the partying part because I mean we would be <laughs> at every concert. So. But I, but I guess <laughs> I don't it... think you really had a choice whether to like it or not. <laughs> but you know, like the, for example, I still don't like corridos. But if you put a, a, a Tigres del Norte uh, song or a Intocable, you know, I think my first time listening to Intocable was uh, Sueña or I forgot the oh. name, and it's one of those ballads. And then you listen to the lyrics, and then you listen how good the group is. And that's how you get into the music, right? So you actually show me how to, you know, get into original Mexican and how to listen, how there's, you know, 
uh, Banda Recodo and stuff like that. So I, I well, got to... I mean, to... it's really no different from any other music in that sense. I mean, of course, the beats and the instruments used in each genre, but in reality, it's about the lyrics. It's about the story being told. I mean, when you're speaking of that type of music, right? And it's, you, it's what and, calls you in. And then you, sh- you know, I started learning how those guys were playing instruments only on wind. There was Geniuses. nothing. It's just, it, and then mm-hmm. you see them perform live. And I think see them perform live just blew my mind. Like Intocable, Banda Rocodo, um, Buki. It was one of those eye-opening moments. And, you know, I always say thanks to you that you show me the original Mexican style and everything. But And nowadays, it's just incredible how, you know, not only you have all these ranges of music, but to see your kids like music. For example, in my in my house, uh, mm-hmm. we... I used to say all the time uh, we don't watch TV, but unfortunately we watch more TV now uh, because everything that's happening. So our intake in TV has increased a lot. But um, I don't know if you know this show. It's called The Masked Singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for some reason, The Masked Singer showed up at my house, I want to say two years ago. And uh, let's say my girlfriend, she's like, I don't know how this show came up. And uh, your son started watching it and he likes it. And I always thought it was a stupid <laughs> show. I was like, this is a dumb show. Why are we watching it? Why are we it's wasting fun. why are we wasting our time? And then I started watching it and they started listening and and you know, one of the most incredible things that happened while watching the show and uh, while my son has his own playlist and everything, that he started to discover music. He uh-huh. started to discover he will ask for songs and he nice. will say, like, hey, can I put that song in my playlist? Can I, you know, so now his playlist is full of like uh, Imagine Dragons. He has uh, uh, the Rolling Stones. He has that Yankee. So, cool. so it's just incredible to see how my son is in- mm-hmm. putting all that stuff. So now that you're a, a, a parent, how does how does that transition? Is Do you see your kids liking something? Do you, do you see like them saying, mom, why are you playing this? While you're playing that, are you... Um, Not so much. You know what? They're both, I think, a little musically inclined in their own ways. Nicholas, who's 10, um, at an early age, he showed music appreciation. But because he listened to, for example, the Fresh Beat Band. (laughs) (laughs) He's 10. So back when he was a baby, the Fresh Beat Band was, like, so cool. That was his first concert, believe it or not. And he was so excited. I think he was, like, two and a half around there I'm not sure but yeah he was super little but he really liked music and so you can tell when when they have rhythm when they start dancing or even clapping to some sort of beats and so they've always been introduced to every single genre because of me because most of the time let's be honest they're well in my case they're with their mommy so I'm always driving around with them there's music always playing and there's a big variety I think musically what they've been exposed to the most believe it or not is country music I mean, besides regional Mexican, it's country music. And Julian, who's going on to eight eight years old, um, they went through the John Party phase. If y'all know, John Party is so cool. But anyway, (laughs) so they went through the John Party phase and and that's all they wanted to listen to. Now they have favorite music hits like pop 
current hits that they listen to. And it's because, you know, that they le- they're listening and they're watching different shows, etc. So then, like you say, you know, they watch The Masked Singer. Oh, I know that song. Or they'll be watching a video and then the music pops up and then they're familiar with it now. Maybe they have no idea who sings it, um, what the title of it is, but they like certain music. So I think they've just been exposed to a little bit of everything. And my little one, I think he's more appreciative of cumbias and rhythmic music in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, he'll giggle when I put it on and I'll start dancing. And I could see that he kind of wants to join in, but he kind of doesn't because he's a little embarrassed. <laughs> but it's cute. Yeah. Yeah. I think everything started like um, two, three years ago when I started seeing how my son liked all these songs. So I just decided to create a playlist for him. And, uh-huh. you know, he was at the time he was two, three And, um, of course, you put Disney songs, right? Like, you got a friend of me right. and stuff like that. And yeah, then yeah. you start putting other, other, I guess, songs that everybody starts liking. For example, my niece, who uh, they're really uh, really close with them, she uh-huh. started to st- start singing uh, Sunflower from the Spider-Man, you know? Uh-huh, yeah. And then uh, my son was like, oh, what's that song? And then we played it, and then we put it in his, in his playlist, And nowadays, every time he hears something or I'm playing something, because mm-hmm. I'm always, tr- I always try to put PG-13 stuff, of mm-hmm. course. And whenever he hears something, he goes to the iPad and he puts it in his playlist. It's one of those he, things that he's like, I need it. He's <laughs> like, I mean, I'm looking through his playlist right now. This guy has David Bowie. He has Queen. Mm-hmm. He has the Cupid Shuffle. <laughs> he has a RuPaul Peanut Butter song. Oh my I mean, god, that's funny. He, and sometimes, you know, I do get worried. I'll get like that, and it's weird. But I'll I'll worry. I'll be like, damn, like, are they being exposed to the right music? Are they gonna like it growing up? Like, I worry about that because at the end of the day, like, if they're 18 and they discover, say, Ramon Ayala, they're gonna be like, mom, how come you never <laughs> told us about Ramon Ayala? And it's not that I never told you. It's just, you know, I think just your musical taste evolves. Sometimes you're just not ready for it. You know, and it doesn't call you until you're a certain age and you're like, oh, shit, I love this song because I was with my friends at the time or this happened. And I think that also has a lot to do with it. The moments that you're living at the time that you're getting into certain music. Yeah. Like so, Luis Miguel, you, you, you couldn't imagine yourself liking Luis Miguel until you went to a concert and you're like, damn. And that was the moment. <laughs> and then I turned a little gay and I was like, oh, my God, I started Stop breathing. <laughs> It's so, uh, no, it's, uh, there's been times, yeah, like, for example, like, uh, uh, we were watching The Mass Singer, he liked the song, and I had to go and really dig deep to get the PG-13 song, and then uh, he, because I'm, you know, I'm also in the, I guess, audio industry, I have my setup here, he always sees me recording or producing audio, stuff like that, so there's been times where he... He just starts singing, and I just put a microphone on him, and he sings everything, uh-huh. uh, like the PJ Masks uh, songs, and then I record things right. with them. And so hopefully he becomes very, I guess, musical um, yeah. little guy. But it's just, I mean, it's funny that you say how, like, you are afraid or you're wondering sometimes if you you play the right song, right? Because yeah. I, <laughs> I gotta admit it. I was playing. I forgot that he was around. I I don't know how it came out, but uh, I was playing this song that they were playing on a basketball commercial, and the song is uh-huh. really cool, really uplifting. But once right. you start listening to the lyrics, 
it, you know, it's just it's a lot of words that you really don't want to be, you know, share with your kids. And uh-huh. then the funny thing is, like, I had to send this song to my friend because he's more into that type of culture and be like, all right, bro, first of all, uh, can my son listen to this song? And f- second of all, should he be listening to his song? It, it was a rap song, of course. And then it yeah. has a lot of, uh, uh, you know, words that some, some kids yeah. shouldn't be. And then he's like, he's like, well, uh, it's a good beat and everything. And it, it does say one bad word. But if they don't really say it and it's one of the least. So mm-hmm. he's fine. I'm like, dude, my son is five. He's like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I was like, all right. Yeah. And everybody has their own criteria on what's right to expose them at what age, you know? They just grow up differently. Like I, my kids have cousins who have been exposed to rap music and other types of music with heavier lyrics at a younger age, whereas my kids have not yet. And it's okay because I, they're just, they just grow up differently and they have different mentalities. And I think as a parent, we have to be the judge for our own kids and not judge others, right? Because that happens a lot, especially now. It's like everybody feels the right to to always say something or have an opinion about somebody else. But I think in, in my personal regard, like with my kids, they're they're still very young. Like just mentally, they're just very young still, and which I, also worries me to a point because I'm just like, oh, gosh, OK. <laughs> but uh, I guess like we always picked our weapon or, or mm-hmm. you know, we always said like, okay, if we're not showing him too much TV, he's not, you know, seeing all these explosions and people getting shot or whatever TV is showing, I guess he could listen to a song like this. Let me play you this song that... Uh, okay, so that song, uh, <laughs> let's just say you heard it, right? Yeah, uh, and <laughs> so uh, I think I really didn't pay attention to this song. Uh huh. And uh, he was playing his playlist, and he sings. He sings. He likes to sing. He likes to dance. It's just incredible that I popped this little wonderful kid that I'm in love with. Uh, and he was singing. You popped it. Yeah. Well, no, not really. <laughs> well, kind of in a way, if you think about it. Anyways. Um, um. Uh, he was just singing, and then he says, Ooh, child, child of the bushes. And then I turn and I said, And then I said, What did he say? Did he say, Did he say bullshit? And I'm like, What did you just say? He's like, Oh, I'm singing the song. And then, Tao the bushes. And I'm like, I'm like, Does it say? And then I had to go and research. And then, of course, it's, you know, he had the PG one and she kind of uh-huh. says it. So it's all, always like you hear something, and you're like, Am I going to ruin his life? What is, am I doing? No, I think um, I just I, I just allow my kids to just grow up and like what they like, and you know they're they're evolving on their own. I don't push things on them, so whatever it is that they like at the moment, okay. And sometimes you know they get influenced, like with Fortnite with video games with things like that which tend to be a little aggressive sometimes depending on their age uh but you know there comes a point where you're just like all right how much are you as a parent are you gonna allow or play time or who they play with etc i mean so much goes into that so much do you like beer i do and now i can have great craft beer any time of the day thanks to my friends at hairless dog brewing 
Hairless Dog Brewing are the first domestic U.S. 0% ABV craft beer brand with truly alcohol-free products. That means you can have a great craft beer any time of the day. I usually have the Citra Lager for lunch or the coffee stout with my waffles, but most of my friends and family like the IPA. I quit drinking about five years ago, and I always looked for great non-alcoholic beers, and I finally found them at Hairless Dog Brewing. So head over at drinkhairlessdog.com, that is drinkhairlessdog.com, and use my promo code De La Roca, D-E-L-A-R-O-C-A, to receive 10% off your purchase. That is drinkhairlessdog.com, promo code De La Roca. One time I was waking him up, and, and then uh, I was like, hey, how you doing? And he's like, feeling good. Like I should. It's just, he's just a musical <laughs> genius. Like, I'm so uh, amazed of how he perceives music, how it influences him. And then he says he's a great singer and dancer. And we try to, you know, say, yeah. But, uh, you know, I just feel that how music influenced me, how, like, I went from, you know, hating salsa to loving it to mm-hmm. finding um, electronic music to now I kind of don't like it when it's just one beat. And mm-hmm. I'm one of those that I could literally say I like everything uh, because I just like music. I like listening to everything. And then I try to expose that to my my kid. And hopefully, you know, one day he, you know, he has the same taste as I am. Or if he doesn't, I hope he doesn't have that goth music. But everything <laughs> else, that would be fine. I mean, how did you come up with the country music it's just because it's kind of related to regional mexican how I've, i remember I've when been you're like country music for for a really really long time um and uh, yeah a lot of it has to do with i'm i'm a very um person who's drawn into lyrics of a song so i think it, it has a lot in common with regional music um obviously it's country <laughs> a lot of people cannot stand it but i have a lot of fun with it i love the music i love the lyrics i love the ballads um, quality artists who actually sing, uh, the list goes on. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's just how I came around to it. And the kids, I, I don't think they actually put a label on it. It's just music to them, which is awesome. That's funny because if you think about it, they really don't put a label on anything. I mean, we just show them like he could be listening to Queen one day. And then he, of course, because Queen is yeah, one of the most uh, uh, cover bands ever so he will be listening to uh, Queen one day and then he sees a commercial or he sees a movie and the song mm-hmm. comes out he recognizes it he's like oh look yeah. at that it's just the perception that he has at the moment into music is just incredible like I wouldn't be surprised if later on he tells me he wants to be involved in music although he told me he wanted to start playing the piano and then That's I, good. I didn't want to uh, just go ahead and buy a piano so I got the little app on the iPad, mm-hmm. and then I start kind of playing around, and of course, five-year-old plays two minutes, and he's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to get a full-on big old master grand piano, uh, but we have one, and Julian is very musically inclined with it. Like, he'll go, and he'll play a few keys, and he'll find a melody. Like, he'll actually make one up. Um, I was intrigued one day. He went in there, and he was just playing, and it sounded kind of messy at first, and then I could see how he was cleaning up the sound as he was you know playing it I have no idea how to play the piano but he was doing the right thing and so I went in there I was like hey Julian what are you doing he's like I'm just playing a song 
And I was like, okay, well, what song is that? And he says, I don't know. I just made it up. I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. And he memorized it. So, yeah, I think just giving them the tools to explore their whatever their talent is or how far they can go into what it is that they like. It's also very interesting. I know Nicholas at like when he was probably seven, um, he wanted to go and take a dance class. And I was like, cool, let's go, which is not common, obviously, for maybe now more than before. But, you know, not so common for boys to want to take a, a dance class. But I was willing to go take him. I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's go. But of course, it never happened. He was so into baseball at the time. We didn't really have the time for it. But um, yeah, even that, I think it's cool. It's 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 artistic. I wouldn't be surprised if your kids are into music, too. I mean, you have a like it's in your guys's genes, right? Like you have, you know, cousins are in the music business. Yeah, your cousin we're, sang. we're, we're you guys a musically are very... inclined family. But you know what is I've noticed and I'm so proud of it being in the radio industry and how much we talk and how much we've done commercials and what we know about, you know, script writing, etc. Um, Nicholas is really good. Nicholas is really good at just carrying on a narrative. He's really good at just, he'll record his so-called YouTube videos <laughs> and he will talk forever. And I'm just like, how how do you do that? You know, obviously, <laughs> coming from a radio personality, I'm intrigued to know. Um, I asked him, Nicholas, how how do you how do you talk for so long? He's like, I don't know, I just do it. Like, awesome. And he memorizes every single jingle, every single line of a commercial, <laughs> which is impressive. And he's done this since since he started talking. Like he he knows he knows every time commercial, <laughs> and it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I think I discover how he is. Um, he has an incredible memory. This guy, like we thought he was super good at reading. It turned out though he just memorized all the books that we were making him read, and uh -huh. I was like, wow. And then yeah, like one day he just uh, came out and we were playing, and then he's. Cause one oh three point five, and I was like, "What did you just say?" Because my girlfriend was just playing all this, uh, you know, uh -huh. music a couple years ago, and he came home one day. He was just saying, "Cause one oh three point five." I was the like, "Jingles, yeah, jingles, <laughs> commercials." I mean, you talked about it. It's like it's just incredible. I hope you know he gets into the into the industry or you know what I mean whatever he likes to do. But what's scary is that they actually believe the commercials. <laughs> like a few years back, it, this is hilarious. You know, of course, their their point is to sell whenever you see something on TV, whatever their their tagline is. And I remember Sofia Vergara was doing a commercial for the Ninja Coffee machine. Yeah, I don't know. I forgot what the right name is. But Nicholas comes over. He's like, Mommy, you need the Ninja Coffee. Da, 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 da. And I was like, what? He's like, yes, with it, you can do this, this, this. this. And he goes down the list of what I can do with this damn machine. And I'm thinking, how do you know this? Oh, the, it was on the TV. I'm like, all right. So now it's all about like, what's the lawyer's name? Sweet, Sweet James. Oh, God. Sweet, Sweet James. Okay, yeah. yes. He's like, if you ever need a lawyer, need a <laughs> oh my goodness, it's it's so funny. Or he'll go into like um, 
State Farm Insurance. Oh, why no. Get it. Uh, why Chase Bank is the best. Um, <laughs> he feeds into all this. And it's and it's funny, but he he just, I don't know, the message just gets to him and it's there forever. This is hilarious. <laughs> it's going to... I'm like, you need to go into marketing and <laughs> I think advertising and all this stuff. I think my son and Nicholas have to be best friends because so we watch a lot of Laker games now. And uh, mm. one of the big sponsors, I guess, is uh, State Farm. Uh, and they play that commercial over and over. State Farm and Cars Jr. It's just oh, uh-huh. so there's this dumb commercial in the Cars Jr. where they're it looks like a cult and you're in the okay. cult. And then they're showing you the burger and the eyes turn into a star and they start singing cheesy, oh, uh-huh. fiery, crispy. And then one day, he just starts singing that. And I'm like, what are you singing? He's like, you know, the commercial. Cheesy, fiery, blah, 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 blah. Cheesy, fire. And then I see the commercial. I'm like, this guy, wow. And then um, I think they were playing the State Farm commercial when Jake from State Farm. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> I think I said it one time because, of course, I don't know if you guys know, but I do commercials here and there. And then the Jake from State Farm had two big commercials, one from uh, Genesis and one from uh, uh, State Farm last year. So one time I just say, man, this guy, can he just, you know, let other people have big commercials? And now uh-huh. every time Jake from State Farm comes out, my son goes like, this guy, can you believe him? He should <laughs> just let everybody else do commercials. And I was like, that's oh. funny. I mean, besides us sharing all these kids stories and, you know, reminiscing, I think it, what's important is that we just feed into what it is that they're liking at the moment and kind of, you know, make it grow, see where it goes. It's all important. I think it, it all matters. And, you know, when it comes like down to when they have to do reports in school, when they have to do presentations, et cetera, it shows. Like these little talents that we sometimes think of as like cute and oh my god, look at him and he memorizes and he knows, it it it's all coming from somewhere and it's it's important for them to express that in such a way that it comes through when they're doing these kinds of presentations and such. I um I always say that even though he doesn't look like me, he looks just like the mom. He probably is going to act like me, and I think I'm <laughs> succeeding in that. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but there you go. It's uh. Uh, so he does Zoom meetings with his teacher uh-huh. all the time, right? And then on on Tuesdays, on Mondays, they do um, Zoom projects. On Wednesdays, they read a story and they share. They share whatever, if it's a new Lego, if it's the Christmas uh-huh. tree. They have something where each kid has a moment. And we had we kind of run out of things and he was just showing uh, Legos and Legos and Legos. He just wanted to, to keep on going. To the point that the teacher was like, oh, a Lego, good. And I could hear the teacher goes like, wow, this kid, right? And then... The um needs to stop. He just needs to stop. <laughs> and then uh, we were playing one time and then we were playing with Buzz. And I think I just said something like, I made up a joke where I said, uh, uh-huh. um, oh, what's the Beast's favorite Disney character? And then I said, buzz light ear. And then I'm like, oh, you should memorize this joke and kind of say it on uh, on sharing day. And uh-huh. he did it. He memorized it. He said it. And the teacher paused everybody. He Delivered. Made, and then, <laughs> but you know what? It backfired because the next week she was like, oh, are you going to share something? She's like, 
oh, another Lego. And then now she just keeps asking for jokes, Marcy. She's just <laughs> like my son that we're sharing uh, uh, yesterday because we're recording on Thursday. And he was dressed up as Dr. Seuss. He had a hat. He had a shirt. He had pins. He was showing his book. And guess uh -huh. what? The teacher says, you don't have a joke for me. <laughs> Aw, and then she's like comedian because of you. <laughs> and then she's like, "Don't uh, can you just uh, tell your dad to look for a joke, and then you could tell us a joke tomorrow." So I had to that look for a Doctor so Seuss funny. joke, and now he had to share that with with them. But it's just incredible to be a dad and how to see how your your kids are so talented. Another thing that he knows that I do is I record. So because I uh -huh. work from home, I'm always recording right. or editing. And then, so what he also started doing, he started recording himself on the, oh, on, that's the good. on his iPad. He has an yeah. iPod. Um, and yeah. then that's where he, I bought him that because he's such a musical guy that he could uh, download his playlist, play anything he wants and everything. Uh -huh. But he calls it him, his cell phone, even though it's not. Um, yeah. So one day I was just going through everything that he was <laughs> recording. recording. Uh -huh. And let me see if I could play this. Hey, look at Papa. He's so short and he has no hair. Can you believe he has oh, no up. hair at all? <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. He did that all by himself. That is funny. Oh, wow. So I was like, wait, what is this? Hey, look at Papa. He's so short and he has no hair. Can you believe he has no hair at all? Oh my god, that's funny. Look at him, little comedian. Well, it's that's all you. <laughs> and then I send one clip to your your uh your husband because um we we practice Spanish all the time. And we were watching the Lakers again and Toyota is one of the big uh commercials and this guy says Toyota in Spanish, Toyota. Uh -huh. I was like, "What? What are you saying?" <laughs> He's Where like, did that come from? And he's like, yeah. Uh, in English, Toyota. In Spanish, Toyota. I was like, what? So I recorded okay. him and then so sent it to you. He's bilingual. He's getting it. See? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I hope That's you know. They grow no, but yeah, I, I think it's cool the way that um, they're just so exposed to so much stuff. Now, it is important for me. And I think that I have kind of failed in that sense of keeping them bilingual. I don't know how you feel about that one. Um, they are bilingual, but you could totally tell that they have an accent when they speak Spanish. And I'm just like, darn, darn it. Because <laughs> now it's more work when they're older. Well, that And I try, I try to, to read to them and have them read and kind of get the vowels, the consonants together. But it's, it's the rolling of the tongue. It's, you know, it's, it's a whole different ballpark when you're switching back and forth between languages. Well, I've been around you a lot, and then you do speak to them in Spanish a lot. Oh, I do. But, you know, they're kids. They don't care about responding in Spanish. A lot of people say, well, just have them speak Spanish at home. Well, yeah, it sounds easy. But at the end of the day, when you're busy and doing stuff around the house, everything comes out in English. And even though my in-laws, my parents, and other people around us do speak Spanish to them, they understand it very well. They don't have a problem with understanding. Um, they just, I, I think they do know what to properly say. They just don't know the right verb when it comes to answering. And then I think they feel intimidated because they're not saying it right. Yeah. Wow. 
Then Crazy. I, I mean, um, I mean, if if you think your kids are, then my kids, my kid needs more. Well, so my girlfriend, she she does pushes a lot, and then uh-huh. she pushes me to make him talk and for me to speak in in Spanish. And uh-huh. I, I don't know. I'm I'm I don't know if it's my fault. I don't know if it's uh, what I'm trying to do. Uh, so I'm trying to. Uh, I guess have more exposure, <clears throat> be more into podcasting, acting, whatever you want to call it. And uh-huh. uh, I do have an accent. I do have addiction problems. So t- sometimes um, I need to practice it. I need to do it all the time. And now that I, I don't go out, I'm always on the house. I need to practice it here. Right. So mm, mm-hmm. my excuse was like before where like I, I can have a bigger accent because I don't want to be labeled as the accent guy if I go right. to an acting. And then she was like, but he needs to learn Spanish. You need to talk to him more in Spanish. So Mike, I will always back off from that. And he does speak Spanish. He does knows how to count and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty yeah. sure he Basically. doesn't speak mm-hmm. it too. And yes, it is important for him to to speak it and know it because I see my older nephews, right? Those guys uh-huh. don't do it. My niece, she does because she spends a lot of time with my mom. But I don't know. What do you think you should... I mean, because my, my issue is I'm going to miss of a big opportunity to bring some money because I have an accent. But is that the right way to think? I don't know. And then... um, No, I think you just embrace it. And there's... There's so much diversity out there now in media where, you know, they're looking for a natural accent as yours. <laughs> and I think at the end of the day, if you have the tools to, say, record um, a commercial or a spot, whatever it is that you're doing, and you could put your essence into it, regardless if you have an accent or not, that just it's what makes it unique. I've heard a lot of commercials lately that, you know, we come from an old school radio where you know everything needs to be perfected and everything needs to be structured a certain way well now there's just like everything I think the commercial world even has changed so much going into that a little bit but um because of what you're asking I think there's room for it all like I I I forgot what commercial it was but I heard a commercial with the person it was a female with with an accent and it was different because they could have easily chosen somebody who spoke perfect English no accent but they chose to go with a person with an accent. Mm, yeah. Well, it's, I it's guess it's all about diversity now. So I think you should just embrace it. I guess we should push him a little bit more. I mean, she does talk to him in Spanish and <laughs> she has the funniest things. Like hopefully she doesn't listen to this, but uh, she has the Cachania accent. So uh-huh, she confuses yeah. the, the CH with the S. Me too. Yeah. Oh, you do too? <laughs> We're from Mexicali. But you know what? That also plays a, a, a big part of it because, you know, this whole year with COVID, we haven't been out to Mexicali to, to hang out with the cousins and to, you know, have those moments. And they miss it because that's the time that they get to speak Spanish. They need, they get to play with their cousins. I mean, I don't think they see it that way, but. I could see how how it did impact um, just their overall, I guess, Spanish speaking skills. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm having a commercial left and right, but I should do my effort to talk to him in Spanish and make him speak Spanish yeah. a little bit more, hopefully. You know, because yeah. we all need to have, we are luckily to, you're bilingual. 
I mean, even though you had to go to school. And I had to go to school to be more in English, but there you go. We got to do it. Well, before we got to do it. We got to do it. Before we go, uh, what are you working on? I mean, people listen to you on the radio. Yeah. What new projects uh, well, you have? I, I do a midday show in Spanish. I This is the first time that I work out of the LA area. So I've been at... Um, La X 103.1 in the high desert, which is, let me see, the area of Victorville, Hesperia, um, Apple Valley, all the way up to Barstow. So it's it's a huge, huge area. It's the first regional Mexican station that's local in the area, which is awesome. I work for a company that I very, very much highly like. It's El Dorado Broadcasting. Um, and it's been different because now I work from home and I've been working from home pre-COVID. So it's, it's been, it's been cool of, you know, now that of course we're parents, we need more at home time with the kids and especially going into this last year, which was crazy. Um, so I'm still doing radio, but then again, uh, this COVID time, you know how people always say like, Oh, COVID just screwed up my life. And yeah, I could see how it did have a negative impact on a lot of people. Um, but for me, because I was already working from home and I have that privilege, um, it did give me time to actually pursue other interests that I had from a long time ago. So I finally got into esthetician school. I just finished. So I am officially an esthetician. I still have to go through my state board test. But with COVID, everything got pushed back. So who knows when that will happen. <laughs> but I'm ready and I'm really excited to go into this next venture. Like this is this is officially my second career. So I'm excited. What's up guys, Jose de la Roca here, and I'm happy to announce that I have partnered up with Live Bearded to share with you all the amazing products that make my beard feel and look this good. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code de la Roca to get 10% off your order. Go check those guys out because they're amazing bearded guys just like I am, and they only have one mission, for the beer men to look, feel, and be their best. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code De La Roca to get 10% off your order. That is De La Roca, D-E-L-A-R-O-C-A. Well, I always say that uh, you're one of the most talented persons I know in many, many ways. Whenever I need help, whether it's marketing, because I'm still trying to figure out how to market myself. I'm becoming mm -hmm. better i'm doing you know little projects with um different people i started you know kind of promoting you know the the beer that you thought it was real which is actually a non-alcoholic uh, uh -huh. beer. i was like hey i thought you stopped drinking what's going on <laughs> you know the funny thing about that the beer it, it looks it the presentation is so amazing that everybody thinks that i'm at, back in the wagon you know it's like oh what did covid <laughs> did to you happen. <laughs> uh, and no i mean you know i'm very into being a parent uh, being a dad and providing everything for my son so i'm very focused on that and that only but uh i started drinking this non-alcoholic uh beer a couple years ago and i started you know bugging them and be like hey you know get me free beer maybe i could promote it and they're like finally after they grew a little bit uh more uh i partnered up with them so that's why i've been promoting cool. hairless dog brewing company and if anybody wants to try it just put my code de la roca but You know, every time I need help in marketing or uh -huh. decisions, I always call you. You're always there for me because I do uh, trust your opinion. Uh, you're Thank very you. successful. You're talented. I always tell people how you 
you could be in English and Spanish radio as one of the best ever. And, you know, you're very talented. You're always doing cool things. And like you said, you know, people, I always said that people either watch Netflix and do nothing during all this and other people, you know, finish school or I wrote a book and I'm trying to, you know, be better. I'm trying to uh -huh. increase the this podcast, trying to get some sponsors, trying to do things because all I could do is try, right? At least I try. So I'm happy yeah. that you're doing all that. And, you know, I'm always, even my sister-in-law, she always said how creative you were, you know? And right now I'm looking Aww. at you and how all your materials in the back. Oh my God, yeah. That's my little side business. I'm out, I've always been crafty. Like I've always been into arts and crafts. I'm that person. <laughs> so during COVID, um, I just stepped up my game with a bunch of stuff that I was doing. And I've always had an Etsy store. So I just started uh, posting different things that I was making and just making a few extra bucks. Why not? I'm already doing it. It's not like I'm going to hoard it all. <laughs> so it's been good. Uh, so where could people find you? Where could people say hi to you? Uh um, on Instagram, um, at Bella Marcy. Or facebook.com <laughs> diagonal voz de Marcy. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, we kept the PG 13 today. We didn't talk about all the the good things and bad things and all the great things and all the <laughs> the party that we did. Uh, yeah. Marcy, uh, it's always a pleasure Thanks. to have you. Thanks for stopping by and sharing your stories about music. I do believe you're one of the most talented persons I know, and I'm lucky Aww, to so have sweet. you as a friend, and you're doing wonderful things, so go follow her. My name is Jose Jose de la Roca. You can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Jose de la Roca. That is at Mr. Jose de la Roca. Until next time, you have been listening to Dad Without a Dad. Por tan solo un minuto, por tan solo un poquito de tu gran pasión.